Corn Alexander, Hot Boys University. You know what they do at Hot Boys University, don't you? Yeah, it's synchronized Vrabel push-ups and squats. Well, that's the only thing I can show you that they do without getting banned from YouTube. Welcome to That's Good Sports. I am Brandon. The YouTube comment section has did a more good job at teaching me grammar than any of my AP English teachers ever done, Perna. I guess I said in my last video the word contrastly, which apparently isn't a real word. Well, guess what it should be. You should be able to put an L-Y at the end of any word you fucking want. That's my right as a USA American. For example, this Vikings fan mourned his team's loss by rainlyingly which clearly means laying face down in the purple rain. The Titans won, which means Mike Vrabel is one step closer to cutting off his own dick. My question is, how is he going to do it? Come on, like you're a professional writer. With his favorite hunting knife? A chainsaw? Or will he just let Wesley Woodyard smack it off? Let's review Vikings, 49ers, and Titans, Ravens. That's good sports. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good. Ever see an untucked button-down? They look bad. Why? Because they weren't meant to be worn that way. Thankfully, there's Untuck It, the original button-down shirt actually designed to be worn untucked. No matter your size or shape, Untuck It shirts always fall at the perfect untucked length. And with the holidays near, there's no better gift for your favorite guy who needs an upgrade. With more than 50 plus fit combinations, Untuck It shirts look great on tall, short, slim, and athletic guys of all ages. You can find your favorite Untuck It style online or check out one of their 80 brick and mortar stores. Choose from styles like wrinkle-free button downs, super soft flannels, outerwear, and more. And their website is so easy, they even have a whole page devoted to helping you find your fit. So whether you're shopping for the perfect holiday gift or just trying to craft a small, relaxed style of your own, Untuck It is the way to go. Visit untuckit.com and use code BLUE for 20% off at checkout. That's untuckit.com and promo code BLUE for 20% off. Vikings fall to the 49ers 27-10. In the Make Mike Shanahan Proud Bowl, Kyle Shanahan was able to prove that he indeed learned more from Mike than Gary Kubiak. And again, Gary felt it just wasn't the right time to tell Kyle that he's actually his real father. The Vikings went three and out to start the game, and San Francisco drove the length of the field with ease as Jimmy Garoppolo completed passes to all of his receivers. Debo Samuel, Emmanuel Sanders twice, George Kittle, and Kendrick, I'm going to make everyone in Minnesota hate the fact that I was ever born finish the drive with the touchdown catch in the back of the end zone. But then Stephon Diggs tricked Akello Weatherspoon, and he tricked him good for another long playoff touchdown by Diggs. Reese Witherspoon plays better man coverage than that. I've seen big little eyes. Laura Dern is a solid six feet, and Witherspoon can shut her down like Daryl Green. I'm pretty sure Big Little Eyes is in Big Sur, so it would be pretty easy to drive Reese in to replace you, Witherspoon. Hell, I saw George Kittle play better defense in this game. 
Emmanuel Mosley uh, replaced Witherspoon after that, and I'm only tough on Akello because he was a damn fine corner at Colorado, and I want the best for him. At one point in the game, NBC, the broadcast cut from Alcatraz to Roger Goodell. From Alcatraz to Roger Goodell. At least we now know NBC is subliminally trying to will him into prison where he belongs. Thank you, NBC. Stefan Diggs, though, clearly didn't listen to my advice about shit-talking prior to a playoff game. Diggs rocks some full-house cleats in this game, which I applaud. Probably the best cleats I have ever seen a player wear, except for when Ray Lewis wore referee Cleet Blakeman for a game on his feet. But as I mentioned in my last video, all of those who take their jabs before the game in the playoffs will be given an L. Like everyone prior to this game, I asked the pressing question, which team has the better blocking quarterback? Last week it was Kirk Cousins in New Orleans. This week it was Jimmy Garoppolo taking the pounding lessons he learned off the field from porn stars and applying them to the gridiron. The 49ers were poised to take a 21-7 lead after a Tevin Coleman touchdown, but Jimmy Garoppolo was picked off by Eric Kendricks, who used every ounce of his athleticism to haul in this pass. The Vikings cut the lead to 14-10 after that pick with the field goal. DeFord sacked Cousins on 3rd and 11 to keep Minnesota out of the end zone as the half concluded. And we had a great first half of football. Basically everything the second half wasn't. Credit the 49ers defense for completely removing Dalvin Cook from the game. Just nine carries for 18 yards. If you run the ball, Kirk Cousins can't throw interceptions to Richard Sherman. And that pick led to another Tevin Coleman touchdown. The Vikings scored zero points in the second half. Jimmy G and Kirk Cousins combined for 303 passing yards, two touchdowns, and two picks. Basically what Jameis Winston does in one half. Coleman finished with 105 yards to go with his two tittle-whittles. Now the dagger for the Vikings, or what do you use to kill a Viking? A plague? A big hammer? Frostbite? Climate change? Large tentacled sea creatures you only ever see on old maps? Whatever it is in real life, it's just a muffed punt in the playoffs. Raheem Mostert recovered the muff since Tevin Coleman was stealing all of his touchdowns and he had nothing else to do. Look, the 49ers have a better offensive line, which is why I wasn't surprised they ran the ball more effectively in this game. And the game changer was that their pass rush was more lethal just like I said it would be. And it felt like every sack came on a third down. Joey Bosa's brother Nick had two sacks and one excellent moment of playing possum for cheers. Out crowd chanting Bosa, Bosa. He gets up, he's fine. Kyler Murray went number one in Arizona and then Bosa was the next choice. Yeah, he's... Solomon Thomas had one sack, and since the first four letters of his name spell solo, he can never have more than one sack in a game. Buckner, D. Ford, and Armstead all also had sacks. The game ended on this victory shot of John Lynch on the sideline. Absolutely the most prestigious looking shot of a GM getting a playoff win I have ever seen. I mean, if Lynch ran for president and never spoke publicly, had no platform, and just a website with this video, he would win in a landslide. He could literally flip the ticket. <laughs> That's just good, clean fun.
Unlike the video game, the Titans do not fall to the Ravens and win 28 to 12. Travis Henry showed up to this game ready to fuck. S sorry, I just Tennessee Titan time travel. Uh, although, if anyone does know how to fuck, it's Travis Henry, where the internet can only confirm that he has at least 11 kids with 10 different women. When Derrick Henry showed up in all white, like Luther Vandross in heaven, I thought, oh shit, the Ravens might be on the receiving end of a football screwing. And my gut never lies except when it feels like a fart, but there's more. Now shout out to Bad News Brendan for the Leroy Smith reference, AKA King of the Iron Drip. That's pretty spot on. Uh, I thought he looked like Morpheus. If Morpheus were the new Pope, the new new Pope. I wish I was man enough though to wear all white. If you ever see me wear all white on this show, it's because I just became someone's bride. And Marlon Humphrey, in an attempt to combat Henry's soak, my version of drip, showed up as Big Bird, which you might think is lame, but really he's saying, I value quality educational programming for kids. Doesn't help you win. And unfortunately the word of the day was Marlo Stanfield which if you've seen The Wire, you know is bad news for Baltimore. Ryan Tannehill, like all of the Alex Smiths before him, carried his league's best passer rating into another playoff game where he, unlike Alex Smith, was smart enough to hand off to Derrick Henry. The only thing that can actually stop Lamar Jackson is his own teammates letting balls bounce off of their hands in the red zone and into Kevin Byard's meat strokers. I love Kevin Byard so much that he's the reason and Deion Sanders blocked me on Twitter. Uh, Jackson was flagged for unsportsmanlike conduct after he tackled Bayard by the neck. Lamar Jackson may not be a very good tackler, but he's still not the worst tackler on the team. That's Marcus Peters, which is why Deion Sanders knows who he is and not buyer. Now, sometimes half-assing it is what leads to greatness. Let Johnny Smith's touchdown be a lesson to you kids. If you want to strive for greatness and one day play in the NFL, just half-ass it. Half-ass it into the end zone. <laughs> After review that TD stood and Dan Fouts, even though I give him a lot of shit, may have given us the best soundbite in sports history. Can you, can you split cheeks? Yeah, I think you can, but I think you only need one to make this a completion. I agree with Dan about the left cheek equaling two feet, Dan. Can you split cheeks? If you go to prison, you can have your very own cheeks split while taxpayers pay for it. Probably by this guy, huh? I learned that from Oz. Yeah, I went to college at HBO. Now, Lamar Jackson was stopped on a fourth and one QB sneak, putting him in the same category as Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes as quarterbacks inexplicably worse at getting one one yard, then extending plays for minutes to throw impossible touchdown passes. That stop was followed by Ryan Tannehill doing what he's done better than anyone else this season, throwing 50-yard touchdowns. This one to Khalif Raymond, and it was only 46 yards, but it gave Tennessee an early 14-0 lead. Derrick Henry's stiff arm is the most dangerous weapon a running back's possessed since... O.J. Simpson let that Cutco salesman into his house. Down 14 to three and backed up on their own goal line, Lamar Jackson led his best drive right before half. Getting the Ravens down the field to the four with a one-handed assist from Hollywood Brown making an incredible catch. Tucker, 
split the gooch for three, undeficiting the deficit a bit. And as Baltimore entered the locker room, everyone wondered if John Harbaugh would put in Joe Flacco. Wait, that might be from last year's script. Coming out of half, Tennessee stopped Lamar Jackson on fourth and one again. Incredible. Derrick Henry. He was actually extremely offended when everyone was calling Lamar Jackson a running back this offseason, if you remember. He was offended as a running back, as a man on a mission to prove running backs are the best running backs. He won the rushing title, beat the Patriots all by himself, then ripped off a 66-yarder just so he could set himself up to throw the fucking touchdown pass. Not bad for a running back. Sure, his mechanics are somewhere between Tebow and Don Terry Poe, but still not bad for a running back. Allen Rice in 1987 was the last running back to throw a touchdown in the playoffs. Sadly, his brother Jerry cut his hands off because like Vrabel, Allen Rice said he'd give up his hands to throw just one NFL touchdown. To me, Derrick Henry is like if John Riggins had the body of an athlete. Derrick Henry became the first running back in human history to rush for over 180 yards in three straight games. He finished with a buck 95 and of course one passing touchdown. Derrick Henry is like the rock monster from Never Ending Story, but with better ball security. Ryan Tannehill now has more rushing touchdowns in the playoffs than Lamar Jackson. So, he now absorbs all of Lamar's MVP powers like the Highlander. There can be only one QB to throw for less than 100 yards in every playoff game, but still be undefeated. Tannehill had 72 against the Pats and 88 against the Ravens. That is my favorite stat. This game could be the greatest example of how stats do not tell the full story. Lamar Jackson accounted for 508 yards of offense, threw for 365, rushed for 143, but was a bit off target on some throws, saw his ball catchers drop some key passes, failed on fourth and short, and saw his defense get Henry. And I can now confirm the Ravens amassed more garbage time yards than Blake Bortle did in his entire career in Jacksonville. Mike Vrabel is now well on his way to having his dick named Super Bowl MVP right before it gets lopped off with the cigar cutter. The upside for Lamar Jackson's playoff woes is that now everyone will start comparing him to Peyton Manning, the greatest mobile-minded quarterback to ever play in the regular season. The NFL has not been designed to deal with teams that run the ball this effectively. This league is supposed to be about passing the ball sidearm to wide open receivers and interpreting pass interference calls correctly. It's not supposed to be about tackling or sound fundamental blocking or ball security or rushing yards. The league is completely unprepared to deal with the Titans offense. This relic from the 50s, this ox cart of a running game, sticks and stones, they may break your bones, but Derrick Henry will fucking murder you. He will also steal your identity. So be careful what you wish for, Mike Vrabel. Derrick Henry is coming for your dick. Wait, Derrick Henry has he's put your penis's future attachment to your body in very serious jeopardy. Thanks for watching another episode of That's Good Sports. I'll have the next games reviewed after those games. Uh, this game that I reviewed, I reviewed it for you to view, so just make sure you review the viewing reviewing that I did for you. Big shout out to at TJ Carpenter Show for helping me write these Saturday recap episodes. 
This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good. 